Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Girls Are Not All Right. This is Halls. And this is Hanan. How is it hanging, Hanan? Pretty good. I've just been really just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm preparing for winter. Yeah. Because it's like fall right now. Mm -hmm. No, I know what you're preparing for. What? Q1. (laughs) But no one knows what that means. What the fuck? (laughs) See, you already started on some bullshit. Okay, so I have the... No, let's just get into it. Now, let's really get into it. No, no, not in in depth, but you know what I mean. So I have this thing where my birthday is the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, naturally, I'm really neurotic about the beginning of the year. Like Like New Year's and my birthday. So Mm -hmm. I'm turning a new age. So this year I'm like, okay, there's like everyone. Everyone has kind of like reoccurring problems or issues in their life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That they feel like, fuck, like, when am I going to get past this shit? Yeah. I've decided in the next three months that I'm just gonna like just really bust my ass. Yeah. And kind of like go like accomplish some things that I feel like are accomplishable in Mm -hmm. three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. That way when I start next year, I don't feel like that like kind of like You're not starting from scratch. Depressed feeling of like, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. Last year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I I wasted another year or whatever. Is it three months right now? Like until the new year? November? It's really two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh brother. But like I you know, I'm whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so I've just been like really a goal oriented person. Mm -hmm. I love that (laughs) for you. So Halima was like joking, like you're preparing for Q1, like the first quarter of the year. Yeah. And I'm like dead ass, (laughs) dead ass. Because if I go into the next year with the same fucking problems, Mm -hmm. bitch, I'll go insane. Yeah. I think I think a lot of us and a lot of people can relate to very similar themes in our life that just keep reoccurring. Yeah. Whether it's financial emotional mm-hmm. like health wi- mm-hmm. wellness whatever mm-hmm. and you're just kind of on a cycle like yeah i'll do it then or i'll do it you know whenever and blah yeah. blah blah but like actually taking taking actionable steps into like conquering whatever it is or yeah doing that is extremely hard and, and i feel like it's, yeah yeah go ahead is. no i was just gonna say like do you feel like because we're like getting up there no i'm just kidding but we're in our late 20s <laughs> yeah. you know and I feel like there comes a point where you kind of notice the patterns of the fuck shit that you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like, okay, if I don't do this, then the rest of the week is not going to go great. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, I hate to be that person where we're like, you know, I don't want to do X, Y, and Z until I've accomplished ABC, yeah. you know? But in some ways, like, you want to feel good while doing these things that you're like, is going to bring you joy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or that you are interested in doing or blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. earlier I said, I was like, Oh, New York's been on my heart for a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I've been thinking about it and I'm like, inshallah, like the next time I go back, I want it to be where I'm in a kind of like mm-hmm. better place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that just kind of goes for any trips to be honest. Yeah. Even though I kind of felt FOMO for DC Oh, our friends went to DC. Yeah, which looked really nice. But I felt FOMO, but like I had to kind of quickly tell myself, like, girl, stop. Like, just get over it. You know what I mean? Because I would have been having the same issues or I would have felt the same things that I felt in New York. In New York. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything like that. So I'm like, you know what? It's a blessing. Do you know what I feel like? Like, personally, Mm -hmm. I'm the opposite. I feel like when I like, when I'm like, oh, I don't have my life together. Mm-hmm. So let me put off like doing these normal things, like going on trips and doing this and this and that, you know? Yeah. I realize that 
it just makes me comfortable in like just not being in that place you know what i mean yeah like i feel like if i know i'm going on a trip Mm -hmm. in three months i'm gonna prepare for it you know what i mean yeah but i feel like if i'm just gonna be like oh i'm not gonna go on any trips until like i'm like my ideal self or Mm -hmm. like um i'm not gonna do open a business until my my ideal self or whatever yeah fuck you want to do you know yeah i feel like it's just giving yourself space to be comfortable yes and you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. because there's some things that sometimes get said oh like you're always at home and i'm like oh i don't know what it is like i mean it doesn't always bother me like maybe once in a blue moon i'm like but and it's never because of like the person saying it or anything like that it's just like it's a reminder you know what i mean you're just like oh my god like i'm i'm doing the same shit over and over and over again it's kind of getting exhausting and i don't know it's like i feel you no i feel like i just feel like there's a level of like i feel like low-key when we're younger yeah we just kind of exist through life yeah you just we don't like i don't know about you but i find that like outside of like certain things yeah i'm not the most observant person about myself when it comes to patterns mm-hmm. when it comes to like hey Hanan, if you do that you know you're not gonna do that yeah type of energy yeah and i feel like i'm just starting to kind of get hip to my own like fuck shit mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah and now i'm like okay your own behaviors and patterns yeah, my and own everything. behaviors yeah. and like my the like like the harmful behaviors yeah like not that i'm harming anyone but you know what i mean like things that are like like pro- the procrastination yeah like, i think that's like the hugest thing for me you know yeah so, yeah, I've just been doing a lot of, like, thinking about things like that and trying to, like, create goals that are obviously not, like, unattainable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that, like, I just don't, like, I'm not trying to have the same fucking problems. Exactly. You know what I mean? I feel like, and, and I realize this, like, you know, when you talk to people, you're like, oh, like, yeah, like, I, I want to work on this or I want to fix this. And you're like, I've already talked about this yeah. 30 billion times. Yeah. When am I just going to do it? When am I, when is the next conversation that I have going to be like, Hey, like I've actually been doing X, Y, and Z to get to this particular place or to do this particular thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, like, okay. Like one example is I really want to go back to school, like Mm -hmm. grad school, you know, for Mm -hmm. my career. And I'm finding that like the one thing that's in the way of that is taking this standardized test, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm realizing like, I was talking on the phone with our other friend Mm -hmm. and I was like, yo, like, if I were to finish, like, if I was to, like, really study for three months yeah. for this test, take the test, apply to grad schools, bitch, I don't know what, like, like, that seems so, like, at this point, it's been, like, years of me just putting it off. Yeah. That it seems like I don't even know what I would do after that, bitch. What would I do? Like, I can't even imagine having, like, the freedom to be, like, oh, maybe my next thing will be writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my next thing will be doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And to be like in bondage of like that having the thing, same yeah. fucking goal, like not to sound dramatic, but it feels like bondage. It feels like, you know, if you can't like get across the first obstacle, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? How will you ever get to like doing other things, growing, like having new goals? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having the same literal goal, especially when it's a very specific. Yeah. And it's something that you could have accomplished maybe a year ago or two years ago or whenever you graduated or however it was like it gets to a point where you're like, what am I what am I doing? Like what? Like, can I have another goal? Or like, can you? Yeah, you're in shackles. This particular thing has you in shackles. Yeah. 
and like even how do you remember when i had my little like midlife crisis and i thought i was gonna go into tech oh is <laughs> Bitch, let me tell you, I got sick of whatever the fuck I was doing or trying to do. Yeah. That I had like two months and not saying I still don't want to like explore those options. Yeah. But I was like, I could just go into tech. <laughs> I could do a boot camp. Yeah. And I could do this and that. And I could have. Yeah. But like. It's I, not what you. It's not what I. It's yeah, not what. It's not like, you know, like once you're a certain age and like, I'm sure a lot of people will disagree, you know, and we're all, actually even not that old anyway. Yeah. But I feel like for me, at least. I've spent kind of like a large part of like my adult life preparing for like a certain sector mm-hmm. of like a career path. Yeah. So doing anything else, like just jumping to tech would be so chaotic. Yeah. Like, I don't know shit about tech. Yeah. I mean, you can learn, but I know, but like, it's not like, I feel like when you're a kid, you establish the things you're interested in. Yeah. Like you're like, hi, I'm Hanan. I like English. I don't like math. Yeah. I like this. I don't like that. Yeah. And I've never been the math engineering tech girl like i've just it's like a foreign language to me you know so for me to just be like that's what's what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life extremely chaotic i think maybe for me at least you you were like kind of grasping at like Mm -hmm. the possibility that that particular thing could like not happen Mm -hmm. and you're like okay what else is there what is within arm's reach that i can do yeah and still feel fulfilled in a way yeah and is also paying your bills yeah (laughs) you know yeah but i mean but it was like it was like i call it a midlife crisis because i felt really good at the time yeah (laughs) i did you were like yes this is what it is yeah (laughs) that's so funny you know that's actually hilarious yeah i i think i think inshallah like hopefully these things happen before q1 yeah um i'm gonna just call it i'm gonna bitch i was talking to my cousin and i was telling her all the things that i was trying to be done with yeah by q1 yeah she was like oh bitch we move him out in january (laughs) i was like oh i love it i love it yeah we are i don't know like i mean my like we have something like a similar goal and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. you're actively doing it and i like clown you sometimes but it's it is literally out of pain (laughs) it is literally out of pain because i am not as disciplined actually today i wanted to go buy an air fryer Mm -hmm. i saw it uh it was on sale for like 50 bucks at Kohl's. yeah and then i wanted to go grocery shopping at aldi Mm -hmm. that shit ain't happening yeah i wonder what time Kohl's closes actually i could probably ask my sister sorry this is like my no, it's fine. thinking my list but yeah i don't even know how we got to this conversation but but yeah that's i mean the next that's what's months, been yeah. occupying my mind in the last couple of weeks and you know oh like so how was we didn't address that i wasn't oh yeah that you episode. weren't here <laughs> yeah so i wasn't here the last episode sorry to my fans you know what i mean i'm I know. just kidding so sorry um, <laughs> that i was the one that had to keep you uh, me and keep everything going me and souls had to keep it together yeah sadly. i was listening to the episode i really liked it part of I me was like too. part was of like, me was like funny. not these bitches eating you up eating me up what the fuck <laughs> but yeah no i listened to it it was really funny and i was like is this how is it because i can't really listen to our podcast episodes the same when it's like you well it's because i'm here for it so it's not like something yeah, yeah. i'm hearing for the first time That's but true. with you and Idol, i was cracking up i was like this is funny i feel like Idol brings out like a child not like childish but like she brings out like a fun side and like, yeah i think she does that with everybody she's yeah just, like, I, so like, giggly I, and... I i love it though it's like very 
just joyful to be around yeah i had to i hanan was witnessing my call today to Ido where i was like you can never leave me <laughs> i love you if you need affirmations i'll do it <laughs> she's got you down bad truly yeah but what is called what have you been like consuming like what if i hate the word consuming low-key yeah i mean i don't know what is it i feel like a fucking anteater <laughs> What have you been watching? What have you been listening to? Like? I've been watching you. I'm halfway through the season. I don't remember if I said that last time, yeah. but I just need to hunker down. And I was saying this earlier. I am obsessed with watching things like in a binge way, like yeah. format where I have to watch everything all at once in like 10 hours during mm -hmm. the day. I don't think focus talk to anybody else. Yeah. But that's not real life. So I might be able to get through a few episodes tonight. Yeah. And call it a day. It's just the thing is, I'm reading a good book and I'm also wanting to watch the show because I'm in a group chat on Twitter oh. <laughs> with some people. And For the show? Uh, no, no. We're, we're in a group chat for just, I don't know, just because oh, okay. we can talk about things like yeah. outside of the TL. Yeah. And what the you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> not you really have internet friends. That's funny. Anyways. So basically they've watched you mm. and I've been avoiding it because I accidentally saw something and I was like, Oh mm. my God, like I can't. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm like, I'm not opening the group chat right now. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, some days I wish this was like a book podcast. Cause I just want to like get into, get into it, the book. But anyways, it's I mean, moments. you can talk about it. It's just, it's, too complicated no i'm kidding it's a trilogy so a lot of stuff is happening and i'm gonna okay. just be like babbling on and on yeah, yeah but for the romance readers it's a reverse harem now if you know you know <laughs> <laughs> and i'm having a great time with it yeah what was i gonna say and then i've been watching or i've been listening to that song by bia oh the yeah, yeah hands i played it yeah. earlier it's a good song hanan made me aware of some twitter bullies Oh, yeah. I told her I was like, I don't know why people be eating her up. I think like uh, there was that performance she did that was people were like saying it was a little lackluster. What performance? There was a I don't remember what it was, but there was a performance she did where yeah. she was just like laying on a couch and people were like, what the fuck is this? Oh and like, God. yeah, she's not the best performer, but her music is good. People. But the thing is, like people like you, like, unfortunately, you are learning and you're not everybody is like. Beyonce out the gate like natural stage presence yeah. have been doing this since they were like two years old you know what I mean right but and it's unfortunate because a lot of people are growing via the internet yeah. you know and yeah. some people can kind of be playful about it like oh damn like I sucked and you know but yeah. now I'm up type yeah. of thing yeah I hope she has a sense of humor I she don't did. know I think she tweeted she was like not a sense of humor but mm -hmm. she tweeted like I take con constructive criticism oh, okay good for her and I like that actually yeah I like that. But um, no, I like her as an artist. I do too. I don't really know much about her outside of like listening to her music literally from Apple Music. So yeah, I've, I've been listening to her for a while and I really, really like, I like her music a lot. I'm she kinda... looks like this girl that went viral on TikTok or on Twitter a while ago. Do you remember? Her name is Tina, I think. And she went on, she did a TikTok with her white coworker. Yeah. It was like, get the gat, get the gat, get the gat. Where it was oh, like her white, like work yeah. bay or whatever. And it was like a thing for a minute. Yeah. She definitely got her oh, I remember. come and up then, off of that. And then the guy ended up being racist or something. Yeah. I think he was like a conservative you Trumpy see what white men something. will do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> anyway you know what i listened to what that i didn't really like that much hmm. is lana del rey's album blue banisters first of all the name blue banisters is giving a bit 
like a weird vibe. But it's just very, I realized, like, I don't think I ever got into Lana Del Rey the way that everyone else did. Like, it, she should have been my vibe because in like 2014, mm-hmm. that era, that was, that style of music was defo my vibe, you know? Yeah. But something about her has always just felt like something about her background music. I'm sorry to yeah. say it. I'm sorry to say it. But background music. There are maybe, I want to say like minimum five songs that I like by Lana. Yeah. And um, they all just sound the same. Like a I, haunted white woman and crooning about <laughs> some shit that you don't even know. I genuinely like my discourse on her. My thoughts, my opinions are very limited. I don't know her. No, I don't either. I, I don't yeah. like I'm not even like going like, to be like, oh, she's an annoying. Yeah, person. I mean, I don't really I don't keep up with her. All I know is who is it? Azalea Banks. Just choose her up. I mean, fuck. Up. Yeah. So at that point, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Yeah. But no, I'm just commenting just on her music. Like, I just feel like yeah. her music is very boring to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't she's know. Not it's the white missing woman a certain that, like, kind of je ne sais quoi. You know yeah, what I mean? She's not the white haunted singer lady. Yeah. That like gets me by the throat unfortunately no, and i know not good. there's a lot of girls that love her yeah that's cute but um yeah i just could never get into it it's like can it's we, a weird thing can i talk about something um since we're on the path of music yeah is i had no idea and you told me this earlier but i had no idea that doja cat is signed on dr luke's label and that she was on there since she was 17 she signed that deal at 17 mm-hmm. And that her masters, and I believe her masters and all other proceedings essentially belong to that team. That's crazy. And I don't know how old Doja Cat is right now. I want to say she's she's, around our age. Okay. Let me see. The thing is, like, I just, I I saw a TikTok on it and I immediately got so scared for her. I don't know why, because I feel like we're seeing her come up and like her working so hard, doing all these festivals, putting music out, Mm -hmm. everything. You know what I mean? And it just freaks me out because contracts and labels and and, and these like corporations really fuck up artists and like just deter them from doing what they need to be doing. I know. And she has so many hits. Yeah. And especially this Dr. Luke's label, like this shit is crazy. I don't Mm. know. I I know that he was, Kesha took him to court, I believe, for... I, I remember what that issue was. And I know he had an issue with Taylor Swift too, right? Yeah. Was that the guy? Yeah. I think he like sexually harassed her or something like that. Really? Yeah. And then, you know, Taylor Swift's issue is with Scooter Braun. Oh, yeah. That's that's Yeah. That's uh, with Scooter Braun because I think she's been, I don't know what she's been doing. And I don't know if you guys follow Demois and like these little like celebrity pages that have like, oh my God. (laughs) It's like they're called blind items and like it's just tea that people give. Mm -hmm. Like someone will say, you know, famous comedian, and I've probably said this before, like famous comedian got his girlfriend of two months pregnant, you know, before divorcing his wife. Who was it? John Mulaney. Oh, wow. And Olivia Munn, by the way, for white people. We should, I should have like a corner where I discuss all white, like pop culture shit that I like. Because he allegedly, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say allegedly, he cheated on his wife, Anna, which is this very nice looking uh nice seeming sorry not nice looking but she's whatever yeah this nice seemingly white woman and Mm. she's very like she's an artist yeah she gets her pain out through art and she's been showing us on instagram wait it's not casey musgraves is it no 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 
I love Casey Musgraves, but there is a connection because her and Casey have been commenting on each other's like Instagrams, I guess. Okay. And the thing that they have in common is Casey Musgraves is divorced. Okay. Mm -hmm. About Hele, Miss Girl, Mm -hmm. Anna, she's divorced. Mm -hmm. Olivia Munn has been connected to Casey Musgraves' husband Mm -hmm. and obviously having a baby with John Mulaney. Okay. And people are saying right now that... John Mulaney cheated on Olivia Munn and they are not together. And Miss Girl is like X amount of months pregnant. Oh no. One thing I can say is one if, thing about a fuck nigga, he's gonna be a fuck nigga. That's to that's anybody. like the thing that I I, I do they not understand? Like this man no, wasn't even people, divorced and you're having yeah. his child. And mind you, she's like 39, I think, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she's rich, I'm sure. But I personally don't know where her financial situation is at. I'm yeah. sure obviously she's better she's off. She's rich, but she's probably not that rich. Yeah. So, and she's getting that John Mulaney child support at some point, I'm sure. Does he make a lot of money? I don't what know. What does he do again? He's a comedian. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I just feel like a lot of people, not even just women, like, like to think that they're like special. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're going to be different. Why do you think Future has so many baby moms? And then, yeah. And then he literally said, I'm not going to be with any of them because the other one's going to get jealous. So look at that, babe. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'd be sick. (laughs) Sick, sick, sick. And I'm sure, I don't know about all of them. I'm sure like. And that sounds like a lie too. Niggas lie. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I, anyways, but this whole John Mulaney thing, it's just actually hilarious to me. I actually took a few screenshots of things like blind things that I thought would be maybe funny. Or maybe see if you could figure out who. But now I literally lost them. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have too many damn screenshots. I mean, do you want to like wait a sec to look through them? Oh, okay. This is like, this is stupid. So basically this was from Demois Discussions or whatever mm-hmm. on Instagram. And the subject is, yes, the set was uncomfortable for everyone. A message. So the message is a TV drama that features a pair of exes was supposed to be filming a, a special episode this month. But the set was tense and not celebratory when the one actor brought his girlfriend on set to make the other ex uncomfortable. People are saying that that is Riverdale. That allegedly... One of the twins, I don't remember his, I'm literally blinking. Yeah. Yeah. One of the twins brought his ex-girlfriend or his current girlfriend on the whatever. I'm like, why are you doing all that? That's weird. That's weird. But that's also, I've been thinking, no matter what kind of chemistry that I have with a coaster, like a co-star. Coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. Sorry. With a coaster, (laughs) I will always prioritize the bag, my money. over anything else because this is the kind of stuff that happens you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. somebody brings someone else on set somebody does this like you hear about like you hear about your ex is now dating some bitch that looks like you and blah 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 and miss girl is calling me hold on so one thing that i would never do and i think i already said this was the whole not dating a co-star thing or dating a co-star you mean? yeah because it's gonna get in the it's gonna get in the way of your money it's gonna yeah. make your workplace uncomfortable and for what for yeah some, for like a fleeing romance can you imagine doing that for something that you're getting big money off of like yeah. a marvel movie or something like that yeah a marvel one of the like that's CW, why those marvel yeah. uh, actors and actresses they keep it cute yeah, they that bag is nothing to play with. Yeah, and they come back um, every few years like, yeah. hey guys, hey, <laughs> we're all friends. But 
but not too close. <laughs> you know, honestly, same. I would unless I mean, I know mm-hmm. I'd I'd be looking at Chris Evans with lust in my eyes, but I'd have to prioritize my family and us making money before. Him. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, this, but I feel like I feel like Chris Evans is someone that you could date and it wouldn't get awkward. Yeah, I don't think he, he doesn't, doesn't. He doesn't toxic. come off. Yeah, he doesn't come off like he's gonna bring his new fucking girlfriend on set, and you're gonna be staring at him like. Why you could. You? He maybe he would, but I feel like it would be an amicable breakup. I can't imagine anything unamicable happening with Chris Evans. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, you never know. Men are men. What is it called? What else? What else do we have to talk about? So, have you been seeing all this discourse about the Dave Chappelle? I saw a brief special, but I, did you watch it? No, I didn't I watch didn't it either. And I, and I don't know anything about it other than he was like, what, transphobic or something? Yeah. Like, OK, I feel like I feel like I'm so irritated by all this shit because I used to be the biggest Dave Chappelle fan. Mm-hmm. Like bef- like I grew up watching the Chappelle show, like most black people. Right. Yeah. Like I, I grew up watching the Chappelle show. Like I watched all his specials back in the day, you know. So when he came back and he did this Netflix series or whatever trilogy yeah i was really excited because he w- literally went off the face of the earth this nigga like lived in ohio for like 10 <laughs> years didn't do like social media interviews nothing you know right so i was really excited and so for like this to be the hill that he's dying on is so fucking annoying it's like he's so what was said what was done like, he just okay happened? so i think the first special he did okay he made like trans jokes okay and a lot of people were like this shit isn't funny yeah this shit is funny and it's actually offensive, you know? Yeah. And he just, from there, he did this thing that I, like, I just find comedians to be kind of annoying because he oh did that God. comedian thing where he was yeah. like, oh my God, yeah. cancel culture is trying to silence me and I people can't even be funny anymore and people can't make jokes anymore. And he's like now like dying on this hill of like cancel culture is is wrong and cancel culture me against cancel culture when really it's just like a lot of offensive things and you know what it is it's it's partly offensive but like i'll like from my perspective yeah like yeah okay like he's saying jokes about like gay people and like like homophobic jokes and like transphobic jokes and i don't really find those kinds of jokes really that funny unless it's like like i feel like if you're gonna tell jokes you know what I mean? Yeah. They have to be clever and they have to make sense. And the type of comedy that Dave Chappelle has always had has been like, like that, the jokes he does about racism where it's funny, but it's truth. Yeah. He has that kind of comedy, you know? Yeah. So when he's talking about like trans people, like his jokes will like be like, yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, they'll let, they'll care. They care more about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We have a friend in the background. She just coughed. And I want to I, stab her. I know. <laughs> anyway, so his whole shtick is you guys get more offended by white trans jokes or white trans issues than you get offended by black people. Like that's a lot of like some of what his shtick is, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like the reason I don't find it funny is not just because it's offensive. Yeah. But because it doesn't make sense because black trans people exist. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And it's like this weird thing where like old black men will be like, oh, like the gay community versus the black community. It doesn't make any sense. Like there's the black gay community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so he's just like kind of dying on that hill and he's made like every special. He's done three specials now, I believe. This is his third one. It's his last one. And mind you, he's gotten like over like, I think like 
I don't I don't want to I don't want to guess, but I would say like 100 million or some shit like that. Oh, Netflix. from Netflix from the yeah. specials. So and he did a three special deal. Yeah. And each one he's been just like on trans people's necks because because I think because he's like, I'm not going to stop telling these jokes just because y'all want me to. You know, that's the thing that I noticed with comedians. Yeah. Where like you mentioned the whole what is it that they do? I don't remember what you just said. Like the whole anti cancel culture. Yeah. yeah, The cancel culture thing. And the other thing that like bothers me that the other thing that like irritates me and that thing that they I can't even speak that they think is like some sort of like superiority complex of some sort. It feels like where they're like a comedian never apologizes for their jokes or like they have this thing that i've heard where you don't apologize for a joke like what are you talking about and i'm like what are you fucking talking about you're being insane yeah you just want to get up there and say something extremely offensive that maybe the masses think or you think or your whatever thinks yeah and then mask it as comedy and mask it as people not being able to take a joke and not letting you know like comedian like real comedians don't blah 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 and i'm like that's not how life works so now it's escalated yeah mind you he tells a story on his set i i like this all everything about this like um netflix special has gone viral yeah not the jokes but just like the controversy yeah so i feel like i know about it but i haven't watched it you know mm-hmm. but apparently he tells a story about this trans comic i think her name is daphne okay but i'm not sure and she ended up committing suicide okay and he claims it's because after his special um, a lot of people because he was kind of like quote unquote mentoring her. Yeah. And a lot of people after his first special and a lot of people started calling him transphobic and yeah. saying that he was transphobic. She, he claims that a lot of people directed hate her way. Oh, because versus... because um, like, how could you associate with someone like this? Yeah. And that caused her to kill herself. And I don't really know what the truth is yeah. because. Like, I think there was a story that came out where, like, her friend was like, no, a lot of things caused her to kill herself, not just because. Yeah, it's not like an I mean, I'm assuming that it's not an it's an accumulation of things, probably. And you don't know where someone's head is at. But like, yeah. And so, like, he his whole thing was like she would have approved of all these jokes, like basically like because he was like making jokes about her even, you know, yeah, like he was trying to mentor her. And then he was like, she fucking sucked or something like that. You know what I mean? Like. And he was like, she would have loved that joke. Yeah. But like, okay, I don't know. It just felt so weird. It just felt so much like I have a I have a black friend type of energy. You yeah. Know? And I just feel like it's okay. Like, I feel like as a comedian, when you're talking about societal issues, you're talking about things that like are true. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, I don't know, like you're making like a statement on society that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a lot of like what black like men have been able to do with racism you know mm-hmm. like they talk about racism and it's really funny because it's true yeah you know like dave Chappelle has this really old joke from one of his uh, old specials where he like talks about you know the police like killing someone and yeah. then sprinkling crack on him you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> and <laughs> and like it's like shit like that it's like funny yeah. but it's like the truth you know right whereas i feel like a lot of these and old- also this is stuff that like as a black man maybe he hadn't experienced that particular thing yeah but it's like his truth right? yeah so like i feel like there's a disconnect with a lot of i don't want to just say older men mm-hmm. but just people in general yeah where they're trying to comment on something that they don't know about yeah that's not their truth that's not you don't know anything that they're about- associated with in yeah. any way shape or form just because you mentored 
And you don't have the range woman. to make yeah. jokes about it because you don't have the range to comment about, make a statement on trans people in this society or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like when I see like Muslim comedians mm -hmm. that mention or, or like, I don't know, like they, they make little jokes about certain things. It's like, yeah, because you've either experienced it. Someone in your life has experienced it. Like, you know, that reality, you know what I mean? And like, also it just like, even if you're not like, I'm not saying you have to be Muslim to make a Muslim joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I, I'm a be hypocrite. If I say like, I am going to get offended by every black joke a white person says or every, you know what I mean? As yeah. long as it's not, that really bad yeah but it just has to be it has to make sense imagine a white guy is telling a joke about muslims and it doesn't make sense it's not yeah. clicking because yeah he's just not with it he doesn't have the range you know what yeah. i mean and he just wants to say it just to say it but if you're a white guy and you're making a joke about like muslims and it's like true yeah and it's funny like okay whatever but you just have to be funny and part of being funny is knowing what you're talking about and i don't feel like he knows what he's talking about you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this willful ignorance or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like you said, he seems like he's dying on this horse of the whole cancel culture thing. And it's, it's just like his ego, I think, you know, whenever people start mentioning cancel culture. Yeah. I just feel like I know that they are they are down bad mm -hmm. or like there's something there's something off. Yeah. Because at that point, they don't want to take accountability for what they've said or what they've done. They're just like cancel culture you can't say anything these days not to mention all these people are making hundreds of millions of dollars and give, being given platforms to speak and being like and with that comes a response heroes yeah. you know with that comes a responsibility i'm so sorry if you're making a trans joke or you're making like a race joke or xenophobic yeah. or whatever the fuck it is in the comfort of your own home where people are not like i mean obviously it's still wrong regardless but you're speaking to the masses yeah. Like you said, like, and you're getting paid for it. Maybe yeah. do some fucking research. I don't know. And also he, like, his take is like. Stupid. His take is like, I'm not transphobic just because I don't, I think, because I don't believe. Like, I'll, like, I want you to like, this is, this is another thing that like, I think some people say, like, I will never want, wish harm on you. And I don't want you to like have a hard life. And I don't want you to be like oppressed. Yeah, yeah, but, but I don't, I don't believe, it. believe in what I mean. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, why do you feel like that has to be said? Yeah, just why can't people just not talk about things that they don't know anything about or they don't have the range or like it doesn't concern them? You know what I mean? Yeah. If it truly didn't concern you, and you truly didn't want harm to come on these people, mm -hmm. you wouldn't mention it. You know you what I mean? Wouldn't be going on this like platform right now. You wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't like make it your like mission in life to to talk about trans jokes if you're like, you know what I mean. Clearly, you have an agenda, and it's like to kind of like antagonize them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it just it's not clicking yeah, for and me. Then, and then when there's a response back, yeah, the first thing you do is say, "Oh my god, cancel culture," or "I don't know why." Da da da. I feel like there's I mean, only two types of motherfuckers that get canceled. That's people that go against actual, like, let's say, let's say it's someone that goes against, like, that's punching up and mm -hmm. goes against, like, um, what is it called? Like, actual powers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those people can get canceled because when a community has power over you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then they can do that. Or, um, which we never see with celebrities. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, an example is, I think, and I hate him, by the way, but, mm -hmm. like, there's this comedian, Bill Maher. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, he used to have a show. He kind of went on the fucking deep end the last few years. Yeah. But like back in the day when the Iraq war was happening, I don't know if it was the Iraq war or what, but he 
I don't know. He made some like comments about like, I think it was anti-rock war or some shit like that. Yeah. They canceled that motherfucking show quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we've seen like examples where people back in the day have been Mm pro-Palestine and they get canceled. You know what I mean? Like canceled in real life means you speak about something that people who actually have power don't want you to talk about. You know what I mean? That's never the case with these celebrities. Yeah. You know? And then the second example, (laughs) to be honest, is like when racist people get like recorded on the street and even them, they're not getting canceled. It's just like, they're just being outed. Yeah. Yeah, They might just be being outed. Exposed and all that stuff of like who they are. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. I mean, but when people talk about cancel culture, they're really talking about celebrities. And I really think celebrities just don't like hearing about the fact that people might not like them or might have criticism or like, you know, there's a level of like narcissism and ego and all that shit that goes into being a celebrity. Yeah. No matter how you swing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you are yourself like a victim. Yeah. And you are in a way seeking approval from the masses in, in some, in some ways. So then when you're like, Oh, you know, when you're fucking holding your ground on this and when Dave Chappelle talks about some like, I don't give a fuck about any of this internet shit. You do because you're on Netflix getting paid six figures. Like yeah. Not six figures, but like a hundred million dollars. It's just wallahi, it's beyond it's me. It's so disappointing. I don't think you understand. Like as someone that was like a legit fan of his. Yeah. Uh, it's so disappointing. I like I didn't even watch the last special. This is someone that like his first special. Mm-hmm. I was so excited for. Yeah. And then I watched it. And I was like, OK, all right. It doesn't have the genesis quality that it used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then to now like not even watching his last two specials actually because i don't care like i just feel like this is because this is like the hill that he's dying on like just like fucking crazy an old man just like talking shit that's how i feel old men right yeah but yeah so that's my take on that i just feel like it's unnecessary and annoying yeah to be honest and comedians are annoying i feel like y'all need to throw growth fucking thicker skin you would think people that for a living may get booed off stage because they're not funny enough yeah would have thick enough skin to know okay people don't like that joke it's not affecting my livelihood yeah so what's the issue yeah like just grow from it damn you know that's the thing i don't think these people want to grow like they want to stick their feet in like the sand or i don't know what the yeah terminology or whatever the fuck would it would be but they just want to die on that hill yeah and it's kind of ugly it is because there's no like, there's no hill that you should be dying on. If you are presented with new information, yeah, you should be able to like, I don't know, grow, learn yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. But For sure. Anyways, the main thing that I've been seeing actually lately mm-hmm. being talked about is, and when I first saw this headline, I was really confused and it just okay. didn't seem real. Yeah. This live audience just silent, which is a good thing. <laughs> Anyways, is Alec Baldwin fired a loaded oh, prop yeah. gun and killed cinematog- one cinematographer and injured a director. So I actually have the link. So is it wrong to say that like... Hold on just one second. Okay, go, okay. Ahead. go ahead. So basically the crew member, whoever was um, handling the prop gun, yelled cold gun. And this is according to CNN, as he handed Alec Baldwin the... Uh, the prop weapon court documents show. So that essentially is indicating um, the cold gun remark was meant to indicate that the weapon did not have live rounds, according to an affidavit for a search warrant on the movie set. Mm -hmm. So the, the cinematographer that died, her name is Helena Hutchins Mm -hmm. and she was 42 
And then the wounded, his name is something Souza. He's mm-hmm. 48. And he was nearby. I think he was like right behind her or something like that. Yeah. Helena has a husband. She has a nine-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. I think she's been doing this for a while. Number one, that's extremely sad. Yeah. Like you're not going to a acting set yeah. thinking that it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's very traumatizing for her family. I think Alec Baldwin said that he's being obviously very cooperative, help uh, like he's in contact with her family, just kind of being there. And he did speak out. He did have a tweet. A yeah, series of tweets. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. So he said, there are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, a mother, and a deeply admired colleague of ours. I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred. Yeah. And I am in touch with her husband and offering my support to him and his family. My heart is broken for her, her husband, their son, and all that knew and loved Helena. So here's my thing. Okay. I feel like one, there's been a lot of reports that like kind of were counterintuitive to each other. Like someone said that, that they used a non-union like company, whatever kind of company does guns or whatever. Okay. Safety. And that, because Alec Baldwin's actually the producer. Oh, okay. And so they were saying that they were being cheap and were cutting costs using like a non-union whatever. Okay. And that it's like, that's how it happened. Yeah. But then I saw another like tweet saying that that was wrong and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of really don't know what to believe yet. It seems like there's a lot of stories coming out about why it happened. I just seen today a tweet about how the person that did it is a 24-year-old and that she just was being careless or whatever. Yeah, it's negligent. Like, yeah. yeah, you're being negligent on set and you're not fully doing your job. Yeah. I don't know anything about prop guns and like what you I don't either co- and like, I'm not gonna sit here and yeah. discourse about no I, I, I can't either yeah but I think somebody needs to be held responsible yeah in some sense yeah I I think okay this is what I think I seen that there was another tv show yeah that used live guns mm-hmm. um that decided that they weren't going to anymore mm-hmm. and I think that's what really should happen do I think that someone should go to prison over something that was like human error No, I don't know why we run to like the whole like carceral like a solution thing. Yeah. Because it's not like I really doubt that this is like a Lawnard SVU episode. No, this isn't someone that was like, ooh, like I'm going to be like murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, but do I think someone should go to prison for human error? No, I'm not saying prison, but I'm saying I don't know what I'm saying. Like there just needs to be like when your loved one is killed on the job for something that should necessarily be saved. Yeah. You know, you kind of want answers. And I feel like this is like, it's not even like a singular person at the end of the day. I feel like it's like a set of things like people like, yeah. People are also saying that like as a seasoned vet, Alec Baldwin should have checked because you know, it's like, there's all this, there's all like this you can't, game yeah. that's kind of going on. And I kind of feel like for what really He's is like a freak tra- accident. Yeah. Yeah. It is a freak accident. Yeah. And on top of that, like, a seasoned actor like what what does he yeah. do? like i'm so sorry like yeah someone someone hands you something that they say is safe to use you're gonna use it you know what i mean like that's their job they're yeah. they're saying it's safe they're going with it whatever but i think he's also gonna be very traumatized because that is extremely 
yeah traumatizing i think everyone on that set's gonna be traumatized yeah i think the 24 year old that was supposed it, to yeah. do it was is gonna be traumatized yeah the the victim's family is gonna be traumatized the other guy that was shot is gonna be traumatized yeah i just think it was a freak accident and i think that maybe other sets should maybe like this is like take a lesson, this into yeah. account and it should just be like a change in policy yeah around using like live weapons yeah you know what i mean in the event that someone is i don't know like you said if that's actually true true like using yeah. the cheap production or yeah whatever it is and it's like is alec baldwin more at fault because he didn't use a union like i don't know and no, and then I, like someone was like hey none of this shit is true you know yeah i think essentially we have to wait because they're going through documents and they're still investigating what happened you yeah. know yeah but nonetheless i just feel like it's a very it's, tragic yeah. thing i think definitely the family should be compensated yeah i feel like from what it seems like alec baldwin he might be because you said it's his production on top of that yeah there's gonna be a sense of guilt yeah as well so i'm and he said he's in contact with the family and yeah supporting them so i'm sure yeah. he will be i just yeah i don't know i'm i think like the only thing that's annoying me is that i've, I've noticed that social media is kind of like become like a little detective like you know everything this has is, to be investigated and da, 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 oh, and sorry, breaking news with yeah. this you know like sometimes a thing is just a tragic freak accident like yeah. let that shit go if something's really wrong like it'll be found out and you'll find out with the rest of us yeah you know like what the fuck no 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 this is another like we talked about this with the um gabby petito how mm -hmm. everybody is trying like they're desensitized or they're yeah. dehumanizing everything and everyone you know what i mean yeah. like oh yeah like let's invest it like why yeah you have zero you're getting the same inf you're just getting random pieces of information from online you're not someone that was on set you're not a detective you're not a this you're not yeah. like you're not someone that has like literal substantial de like literal hard i can't even speak like literal proof hard or evidence, evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah about anything yeah you're just kind of thinking about things and then people were pulling up alec baldwin's like old tweet you know from a few yeah. years ago like that's so it stupid grossed me weird. out i just i don't know i feel like this is the aspect of social media that i'm getting weirded out by yeah as I, like, there's yeah there's something that happens online with it doesn't matter with what it is it, it could be anything mm -hmm. the way that people go like great lengths to like investigate and to yeah it's never helpful really no. it's never useful so i don't understand what the what the point is but yeah I'm not, I'm not i'm not a fan of it another situation that people are doing their own investigative weird conspiracy theories for is brian landry oh yeah so it's his remains were found at a park in florida yeah and yeah so let me see da, da, da. i have the article so what they identified him with is like they identified his teeth through dental mm. records and they're saying remains. Uh, they haven't said like body, mm -hmm. but they're saying like that's I guess that's enough or whatever. But his parents went out to for the search or something. They found his backpack like right away, like they found his backpack and a notebook of his mm -hmm. and then very closely nearby they found his remains yeah on top of nine other people's remains in that area what the fuck yeah what yeah oh my god a lot of these parks oh, i didn't know that about that nine yeah. people in the same area yeah like in the same area because they discovered all these bodies over there and oh bitch yeah i 
You know, just the other day I was talking to these old white people and they were telling me about a national park nearby that's like really beautiful. And I considered it for a second. And then yeah. I thought about of this shit again, you know? Yeah. But nine people. So maybe he didn't do it, bitch. Maybe it was a serial killer. God damn. I don't know. What something the the, I don't know. I, I mean something weird's going on. Something weird is going on, but at the same time, um, I mean, people always say like these parks and these like national places or whatever it is like but nine in the same place in the same area i'm assuming oh. like within the same i not literally like side yeah, by side i didn't but. read that i didn't see that but i saw that they said that they were going to qu- question his family his family has been really uncooperative yeah. as it seems and he wasn't i don't know if he was even brought in for questioning at any point yeah like this is so weird like yeah, he was just like yeah, a person of interest. Like we already talked about. They gonna like, be talking about this on in a true crime yeah at some episode point. in like ten years. What's it called? I'm trying to quickly go over this. Yeah, the family had absolutely nothing to say about Petito. Mm. Just like insane. And then on top of that, like I saw somebody on TikTok, like a random TikTok, where they said they found a photo of his dad with a police officer that looked like brian from the side just like laughing and like all these conspiracy theories that oh oh, he could have pulled out his teeth you know he could have done this Mm -hmm. and i'm like this isn't movie and he's not some like hardcore you know i don't know even what to say to be honest with you but people were just saying a lot of weird stuff and when something like this is actively happening it's very freaky to see where people's minds go. You yeah. know what I mean? It goes to like very theatrical places and like very yeah. dramatic places because it's like, what what are you talking about? You're not adding anything like significant to what is happening right now. It's very scary. It's a very scary thing. It, it feels, yeah, it feels like a game, like someone put like a card game in front of you and is like, find out who done it. You know, mm-hmm. they're acting like they're watching a episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah. Everything's a, like a joke. I think yeah. it's like, and I, there's been a couple true crime podcasts that I've liked, but like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the energy around it's, it's mixing into the present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this isn't something that happened years ago. And I mean, regardless, like for her family and her loved ones and everybody, like that's not going to be easy to hear. Suddenly now there's a mm-hmm. podcast that gets hundreds of thousands of listeners that yeah. they're just like kind of talking about your loved one. one's death. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. I don't know. There's like a disconnect there. And yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know if we're all guilty. I mean, I've just been um, watching only Mur- murders in the building mm-hmm. and I really like it so far, mm-hmm. but it like, you know, I have seen certain people, you know, like post and tweet out or whatever, like write articles about how like the whole nature of like, true crime is kind of perverse yeah it's kind of like a weird thing yeah but i think in a way we all like it like we all watch grew up watching criminal minds yeah like the law and orders and law and order all those like criminal Mm -hmm. whatever investigative shows yeah everybody likes it something there's something about it like the only like true crime thing i've really ever gotten into was uh, my favorite murder Mm -hmm. and i guess like part of it was Part of it was the stories they're telling, but it's also them because they're both comedians. They're both writers. They're funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And charismatic. And so like they tell these stories and sometimes they're like a lot of the times they're old, old stories. Mm -hmm. 
like a murder from like the 30s or 40s or 80s or whatever yeah so you don't feel that connect like that same connection yeah but i think there is something weird about kind of talking about something that's happening as it goes yeah in that way like even though i like that show only murders in the building if it was real life that'd be weird and someone got murdered and like within that week someone started a podcast Mm -hmm. that's sick yeah and like how selena gomez's character like that was her homeboy yeah and she said nothing and was just like yeah yeah that's all very weird weird vibes but um once again it's fictional so we can watch it but Mm -hmm. this whole thing with you know gabby petito and this man like it is not normal yeah yeah hey is your door locked yeah nishma locked it i heard it okay anyways Sorry, we just heard something in the background. Yeah, so <laughs> dead silence. As we're talking about like murder and shit. A girl, no one's gonna. <laughs> Not this building. We're all gonna jump out the window. I don't know about all that now. You wouldn't jump yeah, you out would. the window. You're on the third floor. Just you'll break a couple bones. What happened to the bitch that in episode two or three uh-huh. was talking about? I'm gonna fight somebody if they come into my house. Oh yeah. What happened to that bitch? <laughs> oh, I said y'all. <laughs> y'all oh, can jump out the window okay i'll stay here and save your lives okay, okay. maybe I've, I've, I've changed oh, i found I peace i see finally you're admitting to the truth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i have found peace <laughs> and i'm no longer that awesome. okay well let's move on to a lighter conversation courtney kardashian and tra- travis scott no but travis. i did say travis scott that day Who's um travis barker oh travis barker yeah, yeah yeah travis barker got engaged good for them i love 40 year olds finding love in each other very <laughs> cute couple let's this... move on to the couple that we're actually that th- we have gotten a lot of joy from as Ooh. of recent and that is you and i MGK have gone and megan um, who the hell got joy from them oh i got joy from that <laughs> fucking uh interview and i'm gonna read i'm gonna read some of the, cl- okay, the, perfect. the quotes you do what that you gotta shit do was hilarious i was like <laughs> nah we have to talk about this okay Which here they is. are here like a pairing anyways yeah go ahead okay this is megan fox speaking i just remember this tall blonde ghostly creature and i looked up and i was like you smell like weed he looked down at me and he was like i am weed <gasps> then i swear to god he disappeared like a ninja in a smoke bomb tell me that doesn't sound like a vampire wattpad story. yes and yes. okay even our first kiss she wouldn't kiss me we just put our lips right in front of each other and breathed each other's breath that and then she just left <laughs> i love it i love it like it just goes on and on and on like literally you know what's funny is that interview i read it the pictures were beautiful i, I think the one pre- last one okay go ahead this is like i remember she really fell in love with me when i made her die laughing in a fort we made in her living room what in the romantic <laughs> oh comedy? my god there, i'm okay i'm so sorry i'm screaming but there is something about white people and forts they love them some forts I have never in my mind, <laughs> never in my days thought, let's create a fort mm-hmm. out of the blankets on my... I was a kid. I wasn't that kid, but like, really? even then, like, what the hell is this? When you were a kid, you never like, like, put the chairs upside down and put like, uh... No. No? No. Anyway, girl. Anyway. Mm. Anyways, that is very strange, but their relationship is funny because... That they are... Joy just now? 
That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Listen, it is. I said this, like I was posting about this on my Instagram where I was like, they, she's speaking or they're speaking like mm-hmm. they are in a Wattpad. Yeah. Like some so, dark romance. I'm yeah. doing quotes, but like yeah, yeah. a dark romance because she did say something about their love being dark and this yeah. and that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I've read a lot of, you know, dark romances yeah, yeah. and everything. And she's a reader too, I think. <laughs> I need to find her. I need to find her uh, Finsta then. I think she she's a reader. Be... I mean, I I don't know if she reads romance books, but she's a reader. But she knows what she's doing. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Even though this interview, like via words, was just so bizarre to see and mm-hmm. everything. I watched a few clips of their um, like, you know how GQ has like couples mm-hmm. come on and they're really intuitive. Like they're very like with each other like i don't know like a lot of couples it's like awkward like what's my favorite tv show and he's like you know what i mean yeah i'm sure i'm sure they have good chemistry when they're like speaking you know and it's not as bad but the whole i am weed i I love it weed (laughs) oh honestly it's so it's it's corny but it's cute i guess like after her like weird little husband that like refused to work by the way what yeah apparently that was the thing like he would not work. Why? I don't know. I think he said he had like sciatica. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. He he had something, I think, but like just didn't want to work. And it, Well, anyways, I don't really know too much about her last, whoever she was with. Because she was kind of, to me at least, she was kind of off the radar for years and years. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So outside of like random posts on social media talking about how she was done wrong by the um, industry, like mm-hmm. I don't really know too much about her. The thing side. that only like the thing that kind of annoys me is mm-hmm. like mgk is kind of weird there's just i, I don't think, know how to feel about him i think there's stuff that he's said in the past whether it's like kind of in reference to like a young kendall jenner like he, she was like mm-hmm. 17 and he was like yeah. 23 and he was like you think guys care about the age or whatever like okay like why are you saying that shit out loud i don't know if that's i think i don't know something about that kind of energy of like you know what you're saying is gonna i don't know whatever yeah anyways he's just he's just weird vibes and i don't even know that much about him to be honest and i don't care to know but the thing is megan is supposed to be in this era of like comeback right Mm -hmm. she looks great Mm -hmm. she is doing movies whatever she's doing i just hate how majority of the discourse on her is about her in this relationship because well, yeah. like because is she in any movies is she yeah i mean she's doing little movies here and there but like regardless like this is like i don't know this like, is the only thing that's like catapulted her back into fame sadly and i hate that for her yeah i don't but know at least she's back to fame i don't know like god she and could just have remained where she was i think yeah. she would have been fine if she was doing the things that all the girlies do you have a stylist you are looking good you're yeah. getting pap- uh, paparazzi you're doing these interviews you're kind of you're working you know what i mean i, I don't think, know what she's I doing i think that this relationship has made, made them both a lot more famous than they were before for sure mm-hmm. this is like the pub like a publicist's dream dream yeah like the best pairing that same you- with courtney i mean courtney is way more relevant than all of them to be honest but but travis barker is relevant in his own manner no, 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 like i'm not saying she's more relevant than travis barker but i'm saying it's not the same situation that like megan yeah, yeah. and mgk were in but now she's like the most relevant kardashian yeah and a lot of people are having like this thing on tiktok and like other platforms where they're like she's having her main character moment yeah where somebody else brought up they're like 
Courtney kind of was the main character for a lot of um, the Kardashian yeah. show because she. It was her, her drama with yeah, Scott. It, yeah, it was yeah. her drama with Scott that gave everybody like all these like just everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She had three. I think it was, she has three kids or four kids. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She had three kids on air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has this relationship that's been going back and forth for yeah. a decade with this man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's I think she's definitely put in her work on the yeah. show. And I know Kim and whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, Chloe, they are like, you know, we work harder. We're doing these things and blah 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 like, but okay. like okay but yeah. she gave her life to you guys essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. in her drama so it is what yeah. it is but um people were talking about how scott was like oh check in on scott and i'm like i don't care about scott he's yeah. do you think he that ma- i was I, I know really he, shocked by that message he said he sent to what's his name Jonas, yeah um our muslim king love you anyways <laughs> um because i was like i thought they were in a much better place than that like yeah. i know like he's problematic he dates like 20 year old 18 year olds whatever yeah. but they always seemed like they were friends yeah and that he has a really good relationship with the family i feel like he's on really good terms with the family so i was just shocked why he would do all that why would you message her ex that doesn't like you yeah like what i it doesn't make any sense to me personally i feel like it's like that tell old thing where like you know the guy moves on so yeah. publicly does whatever he wants and then the second that she is like moves on, moves on or is finding happiness or whatever it is like yeah. he's upset by it and is like i don't know like it doesn't like want his kids around or something i don't yeah. know what it is but yeah. also like I feel like Courtney seems like a very tolerant person. Yeah. Like she's tolerated a lot of his antics and his mm-hmm. behaviors on top of going on vacation once mm-hmm. with like his, him and his like 19 year old girlfriend with yeah. the kids. Yeah. Like who does that? What woman no in her <laughs> right mind would do that? No yeah. one, yeah, yeah. you know? And like, but she's trying to, I'm assuming putting on a good face and whatever mm-hmm. it is and just being cooperative and being a co-parent. Yeah. And not really caring. Yeah. So I don't understand what his whole thing is. Yeah, like that's very weird. I literally don't feel sad, annoyed, anything, whatever. Like I don't even check on check on him. Yeah. And on top of that, he's saying something um I've been seeing where like he just feels like an outsider in the family. Because you are. You know, I feel bad. The only thing I feel bad about is the fact that his parents passed away. Yeah. And he doesn't have siblings. All he has kind of is their family. Yeah. You know? But I'm sorry. They don't, I don't care what if you're a man or a woman. Yeah. Don't make your entire social network life your significant others. Yeah. Family, but that's friends, but that's whatever. yeah. I don't feel bad for people that do that. Like, are you dumb? Where are your friends? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure outside of your yeah. parents, you don't have other family. Like, but you know, white people they don't like. Very rarely are they doing this extended family thing. You know what okay, I mean? Sure, but you can't like. You don't have friends. Like, I'm sure there's friends that he's, like, isolated yeah. himself from. Like, it's it doesn't happen by accident that your whole world just becomes... That your, one like, person. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all have been broken up for so long that, like, come on. Yeah. It's not new. It's not like y'all just got a divorce three months ago. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. But, honestly, I like Courtney. She just seems kind of normal yeah. in, in some ways. But yeah. good for her. Good for her. Yeah, anyway. good for her. I think they might be going the distance to I, be honest. I think so too i thought that when he went on a plane for her i thought that was oh yeah cute. that's huge yeah yeah that's huge so good luck to them so is there anything else i think we should get <sighs> yeah i don't have maybe anything else. into our reddit yeah. tag of um, course i have a story 
I'm excited to hear about it. And I never have a story, but I have a story. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, 36 male, mm-hmm. I think my wife of eight years, 31 female, is having an affair with our couple's therapist, 42 <gasps> male. Have you seen this? No. Okay. But this sounds so good. <laughs> okay. So my wife and I have been having some communication issues for about a year or so and started to see a, mar- a marriage counselor about seven months ago. At first, it's good and we start communicating better. About three months ago, she starts going to extra sessions for quote unquote self-care alone. Hmm. Around this time, our couple sessions that happened with all three of us together about three months ago became much more one-sided with me being the quote unquote bad guy and the two of them kind of teaming up on me. She starts telling her friends about Danny and how great he is for her quote unquote self-care but if her friends seem interested in making an appointment, she says, oh, he only does couples or he's not taking any new clients, which I think is weird because we have normally referred to him as Dr. So-and-so. And now he's suddenly Danny. And I don't know if he's actually not taking new clients. Around the time they started teaming up on me in the, in the sessions was around the last time my wife and I were intimate. There have been a couple of other weird coincidences that I thought were puzzling. But three nights ago, my wife said she had an emergency with her sister and had to go to her right away. She went to the bathroom and showered and put on perfume and left. It was about 930 at night, and that seemed really odd to me. About half an hour later, I tracked her iPhone and the location showed up at his office. (gasps) When she came home three hours later, I asked how her sister was, and she kind of gave me a weird, oh, you know, Jenny, drama queen kind of answer. Hold on. Let me try to find it. This is so juicy. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Why, how did I fucking lose a... Oh, lose where you... Oh, yeah. When she, Okay. Um, I think I'm going to... Uh, it's just the last sentence. I think I'm going to confront them in the session this Thursday. Are there any, like... um Evidence? No, no, no. Like, edits and stuff like that from him? No, I don't think so. I think... Did you Let get... me try to find the yeah, original... find the original post, but that is crazy because i'm sure i've read a romance similar to that (laughs) really i think a lot of people were saying don't say anything yeah go to because you could get him i don't i mean i was about to say like no a lot of people were saying go find evidence Mm. and get sue him (gasps) you can sue him and get his license removed that's what i would do i'd play the the long game Yeah, yeah 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 because you guys already are having issues you're not like sleeping together whatever and then okay okay yeah this would be good this is what i oh my god this is crazy that's insane because i'm I'm trying to different level of like yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to think right now where do couples like couples therapists yeah i think the like the objective is to see the couple not you individually seeing yeah yeah yeah. one person because then why isn't he seeing him as well individually you know what i mean that doesn't make sense that's insane that's insane that's yeah. so crazy right? oh my that's god when i first read it i was like what the fuck but yeah but no. they've been married for eight years she's 31 they probably got married when she was like in her very early 20s Yikes. and he's older than her he's Yikes. what 36 Yikes. or 38 he is let's see so he's 36 and she's 31 okay so like a five years he's apart five years so. older than her yeah hmm that is insanity crazy I feel like that is truly such a betrayal because now not only 
is like she's scarring him yeah like the concept of therapy and not being able to trust this person and this person like kind like siding with your significant other yeah. like and teaming up against you that's so scary girl that is so bizarre and that's so unethical and just disgusting yeah no i would sue i would do what i would do what i had i'd hire that's when i would hire a fucking pa yeah yeah that's insane yeah that's my reddit story that was actually really good now i want to like find the og post i know i just started to find it right now but i couldn't find it yeah if i was i i feel like it's like those forbidden things like Mm -hmm. that's really what it is like oh your therapist you're going to his office at 9 30 at night like that's not it's just so it's so dark-sided that these because it's one thing if you're cheating on me and it's like someone that doesn't have anything to do with me you know what I mean some rando that you want to hook up with Mm -hmm. but someone that we're paying yeah that we are actively looking to better our relationship and on top of that you're being vulnerable with this person you're expressing things yeah you know it's crazy I watched that show um couples therapy on HBO Mm -hmm. and or was it on Amazon whatever it was on and it was really insightful because i mean this woman she's like a she's a woman female therapist and you can just see she's not like connecting with any of these couples like in that way right you know but just imagining seeing that like crazy is chaotic i would be sick and typically there's no sides i'm over here thinking of like the therapist i'm like you can't be on someone's quote-unquote side at least outwardly yeah yeah but yeah but anyways you guys that's that's our that's, that's our episode, our episode. <laughs> i i don't know if this might be a little choppy yeah yeah but so you know what i feel like it is we what gave it is you everything we could this week yeah um, we tried it's thank a sunday you for listening don't forget to review to rate the mm-hmm. podcast to do all the things yep 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 and, and follow our socials follow everything our- will be in the description yes so you guys will be all good thank you and have a wonderful life. Bye. Bye.